Welcome to Literary Speaking with Crystal Lee Quibell. Literary Speaking is the author's guide to writing and publishing, sharing tips and tricks for aspiring authors. Crystal Lee's expert guests will bring you the latest information on how to write and publish your book into being. Are you ready to tell your story? Here's your host. Welcome to Literary Speaking. I'm your host, Crystal Lee Quibell. Today we're talking with Meredith Marin. Meredith is the author of over 13 titles, including the critically acclaimed novel, A Theory of Small Earthquakes. She's also written a variety of book reviews, personal essays, and her latest book, Why We Write About Ourselves, is a beautiful collaboration of advice from 20 well-known memoirists on why they expose themselves and others in the name of literature. So, Meredith, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Crystal. Why did you decide to write this book? I was writing a memoir myself, not my first, <laughs> and um, I realized that I had big questions about the ethics of writing memoir, how it affects other people, um, and also how to craft a beautiful memoir, and many questions. So um, I had published a book called Why We Write um, about three years ago, and People said they really found it helpful, and I thought I would um, go in again and ask more specific questions about why and how to write memoir. I love that. You know, and I really enjoyed uh, reading the book, too, because it's just broken down in such a great way with each memoirist having their own section full of advice and things they experienced, you know, being accused of lying and how they overcame that. Right. And you have such a wonderful array of people like Cheryl Strayed, Anne Lamott, you know, Sue Monk Kidd, Darren Strauss. The list kind of goes on and on. But how did you go about getting each of these authors to write an essay for the book? I started uh, with my friends, <laughs> which is always a good place to start. Yes. Um, some of the people, Anne Lamott and Cheryl Strayed and um, Danny Shapiro come to mind right away, were people I've known for years and who are very generous writers and kind of part of a, a very loosely held writing community of women writers in the U.S. And um, so I asked them first and then kind of like the way a mall goes for the Nordstrom's first, the big store first, and then uses that to recruit other stores to come <laughs> in. I kind of <laughs> I kind of use that, um, you know, once I said Annie Lamott is in, it was hard for other people to say no. Wonderful. I love the dedication at the front of the book is so perfect. It says, for those who read memoirs and those who write memoirs and for those who wish we wouldn't, we're all just looking <laughs> for the truth, aren't we? So uh -huh. perfect. Um in writing memoir, has your experience really been that there's this sort of inner turmoil between telling the truth and risking losing some of the people you loved or holding back in a way that might sacrifice some of your best work? Always. That's always the tension. I think it's actually a tension in any kind of writing um, because having written a novel and having interviewed lots and lots of novelists, I can tell you that when you write a novel, people will still say, that was me, wasn't it? <laughs> or, um, or why didn't you include me? How come I'm not in the book? And, you know, people, when you have a writer in your, in your life, you 
you expect to see yourself in some way reflected in that person's work. Um, I once dated a painter, and it was the same thing. Every time I saw a new painting of his, I thought, oh, that must be me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, So people are going to look for themselves, and when it's memoir, uh, there's no hiding behind a fictional character, so then you really have to be prepared to duke it out with them. And, I mean, what are some of the risks? I mean, I know most me- memoirists know that there is a risk of, of hurting family or friends, but you've personally written some pretty um, personal uh, accounts of things that you've been through. Did you find, you know, what were some of the, the most common risks um, that you dealt with and how you were able to handle them? Well, I I foolishly have believed in the past that if I just went to everyone I was going to write about and showed them, talked to them about what I was going to say and showed them their pages before they went to print, that everything would be fine. But in fact, you know, it's not really the pages that you're comparing to someone else's reality. It's really the reality you're comparing. So um, Mm -hmm. for me to tell my truth about a family event that happened, say, um, it doesn't mean that my parents or my brother or my kids are going to feel the same way about that event. So, um, first of all, when you write about hard things that happen in a family, especially, I would say, or in a marriage, um, that's just dicey, period, in the same way that it's dicey to have a conversation with people where you're expressing a point of view on events or feelings that you know, is not are not held in agreement. But when you do it in print, you've really got an unfair advantage because your version is going to go public and their version is going to stay with them. Mm-hmm. Did you find personally, um, like, did it sever any relationships for you, or did it, or were there some surprises where it brought people together that you didn't expect to? Well, both. I've I've published several memoirs, and um, in every one, there's been good and bad surprises in terms of how people responded to them. Um, Long ago, I wrote, I published a book called uh, What It's Like to Live Now, a series of essays, and um, one of them was about having gone through infertility treatment um, when I was trying to become a mother, and um, I told the story, in telling my own story, I referred to the story of a friend who was also trying to get pregnant, and I lost the friendship over it. She said, I'm a writer too, um, and this is my story, and you didn't have the right to tell it. So that was something I didn't see coming. I concealed her name and all that, but she felt that I had exploited her her own story for my own use and that's not something you can really argue with because that's how the person feels, that's how they feel but that's a really good example of of how you just can't prepare for everything you know, you can look at everything you're writing and say uh, who might this affect and how might they feel but there's always going to be something on the edges that you forgot to consider or just didn't think to consider Absolutely. I think there's times where there's points in every memoirist journey when they go to show somebody their work and you're either really excited or you're very nervous and you never quite know the reaction you're going to get. Right. Or all of the above. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, everyone, you're listening to Literary Speaking with Crystal Lee Quibel, and today we're talking with Meredith Marin, author and columnist, about her latest book, Why We Write About Ourselves. This is a collaboration of advice from 20 memoirs on why they expose themselves and others in the name of literature. When we come back, we'll discuss the rewards of memoir and overcoming writer's block. Tweet with us at WriterCrystal with the hashtag memoir. We'll be right back. Your story is begging to be told, but do you know where to start? Crystal Lee Quibell is dedicated to helping you achieve your book publishing dreams. Go to crystalleequibell.com. That's crystalleequibell, Q-U-I-B-E-L-L.com, and sign up for Crystal Lee's newsletter today. Welcome back to Literary Speaking. I'm your host, Krista Lee, and today we're continuing our conversation with Meredith Marin about her latest book, Why We Write About Ourselves, 20 Memoirs on Why They Expose Themselves and Others in the Name of Literature. Meredith, what have you found the rewards of writing a memoir to be? Well, I've written a lot of in a lot of different genres. I've written fiction, I've written journalism, I've written personal essays and book reviews and all kinds of things. And I have to admit that writing memoir is the most fun for me. It's often painful. It can be really painful, especially if you're writing obviously about difficult subjects from the past and you're you know, you've put a few layers of shellac over them and then you're cracking them open again to you know, explore them and see what what it is in your experience that you can have to offer others. Um, it's really enjoyable to do, and I think also I'm a devout reader of memoir, and I love to learn the details of other writers, other people's experiences, in the same way that when you have a close friendship and you know, something happens to you and you're devastated and you go to your friend and you tell her why you're devastated and what's going on and she comforts you and tells you what happened to her that was similar and how she handled it. It's really, I think, like an intimate conversation with a close friend and that's what I love the best about it. Meredith, have you personally struggled with writer's block or experienced a time when you've wanted to quit writing? (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to make a lot of people mad at me right now. No and no. <laughs> um, I actually used to teach a writing class called Unbuilding Blocks because I just, I, I understand, I've heard people say that to me, I've heard their frustrations. I'm just really lucky in that I have not experienced it. I'm knocking on my wooden head right now. But, um, it, you know, it's it's, for me, the bigger issue is making the time and space to focus on it. And sometimes when I'm sitting down to write, I find myself suddenly needing to do the dishes or, you know, something else is calling on me with a louder voice than the writing. And the the issue I have more is being able to really sink into it and just concentrate on it. Um, I just never have had the experience of not being able to say what I wanted to say. Now, that's not to say that I haven't struggled with how to say it or whether I'm saying it in the right way. I've thrown away as many pages as anyone else um, who writes. And, you know, I've had disagreements with editors about what it is I'm trying to say and how I should say it. But I've been really fortunate to um, always have something to say when I sit down to say it. And I mean, I'm, in terms of editing, I know many people struggle back and forth because it's sort of that process where the editor will say, you know, we don't need this in here. Or I don't feel this is right. 
for writers that have sort of an attachment to their writing, what would you say in terms of working with an editor? Should they, when should they trust their gut and say, no, this really needs to be in the book. I really feel this is important. Well, I also work as an editor. I work on other people's books from time to time. And um, I find that I apply the same ideas of editing to other people's books as I most like to have applied to mine, which is the starting point is the editor is just another set of eyes. And and in the case of memoir, especially the editor is someone who hasn't experienced presumably what the writer has experienced. And so she is really seeing it the way the reader will see it. Unlike the writer who's seeing it the way it happened. Um, So, I generally speaking, I would say when I'm being edited, I probably take 90% of the edits that um, I get from first from my agent and then from my book editor. Um, The same is true when I write book reviews or magazine articles or personal essays. I recently published a personal essay in salon.com and um, my editor made some structural changes, not that didn't at all change the message of the piece. In fact, I thought her edits made it much better and much more clear. Mm-hmm. So generally speaking, I I love being edited as much as I love getting a massage, and they feel very <laughs> similar to me. I feel like, you know, <laughs> I'm being treated very well with great care and respect for my own good. That's great. How have you personally sort of dealt with the fear, overcoming the fear of writing about your personal life? Unfortunately, I don't have any. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I did. A lot of the time, I really do. It's funny, and I've talked to other memoirists about this. I actually know some memoirists. This is not true of me, but I do know some memoirists for whom writing a book, even when the book is under contract, they know it's going to be published, they know who's going to publish it and when, And yet, we have this experience when we're sitting in the darkness of our rooms writing. It's almost as if we're just writing for ourselves. And I think we have to tell ourselves that in order to get to the deepest truth. So we just sort of sit there, um, you know, putting down things that we never would consider just saying to someone else in a conversation and then it goes into pub, into production as a book, and we start to see it. So first we see it as manuscript pages, and it's sort of shocking. Like, why did somebody turn my what was on my screen into paper? <laughs> and then, you know, you get the galleys, you get the, the pages to copy edit and so on. Each step along the way, and I'm not the only one who feels this way. I've talked to a lot of writers. It's like, oh, my God, somebody's going to publish this? And you're just <laughs> going to go through this whole process that lasts usually months and months as the book works its way through the public through the uh, production and then publication process where you're actually having to get used to the idea that somebody else is going to read what you've written. I think it's a delusion that we create for ourselves in order to allow ourselves to to write what we write. So would you say really that you know, sometimes our most vulnerable work ends up being the best work with the ones we have the biggest risks in producing sort of brings about the best work we have. 
Yeah, I think that's. Um, I think that can be true, and I also think it's a bit of a of a truism, a myth, because I think with memoir, unlike when you're writing in a diary, when you're writing in a diary, you're going for your deepest truth. You know, presumably you have a good strong lock on your diary, and you, you know, you're just, <laughs> it's just for you, and no one else is meant to see it. When you're writing memoir, you're writing a book, you're creating a work of art. You're not just um, sorting things out for yourself. You're sorting things out in the presence of your readers to help your readers with their own issues and their own lives. So I really think that the best memoir writing is created in much the same way that the best fiction writing is created, which is by starting with an idea and a point, something you want to get across, whether it's a plot in the case of a novel or character, um, and then crafting the best possible way to do that, you know? So I think with the memoir, it's very similar to fiction, that the better the the narrative arc, the better the character development, the better the prose style, the better the descriptions of, you know, scenes and locations, allowing the writer to see and smell and hear where the book is taking place, I think those are really the keys to the best memoirs. Mm-hmm. If you could yourself go back in time and meet your early writer self and give her a piece of advice knowing no, all that you no, know now. Don't make me do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you what do you like think it. you would say to her? Uh drop dead and never darken my doorstep again. <laughs> <laughs> I live in fear of that. It's so funny. You know, I think people assume that writers read their other their earlier works and mm-hmm. I've been on some panels lately with the writers in why we write about ourselves. And it's really funny because people in the audience will ask the writers how does this book you've just published compare to that, you know, or what changed your mind so much about this experience? And the memoirist will sort of sit there dumbfounded and say, did I write about this before? (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) we don't read our earlier works, and there's a reason for that. Um, That would be a painful thing. So I think what I would probably say is, um, don't despair. You're going to grow up someday. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think has been the best advice you've ever received about writing that you could share with our listeners? Well, on the technical front, I was lucky enough for my first two books, I had a really wonderful editor, um, and she put me on a qualifier diet. She said, I want you to go through your manuscript and take out one-third or more of all the adjectives and adverbs. So instead of saying, you know, I'm I'm uh, beautifully attired, just to say what I'm wearing, or, you know, mm-hmm. instead of saying uh, she said lightly, just say she said and let the let the writing speak for itself. She really sort of unembellished my writing, and that's something I've remembered ever since. And I I don't always remember it when I'm writing. Um, I let myself write crappy first drafts, to paraphrase Annie Lamott. Um, but then when I go through them, when I go through what I've written, 
I use that as kind of a watchword, like what is here that I can get rid of. Mm-hmm. That's great advice because I think when you first start writing, you know, you want it to sound so eloquent and you're adding all this mm-hmm. stuff in and it mm-hmm. always ends up on the cutting room floor. <laughs> right. Well, if you're lucky, Perfect. it does. If you're yeah. not lucky, there's nobody there to save you from yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a daily writing routine that you stick to? I write all the time. <laughs> I really yeah. do. I mean, I don't have a routine. I used to have a routine when I had kids in the house. Um, I had to, but um, now I'm fortunate to be in full control of my days. And um, generally speaking, in the morning, I get rid of all the internet-related tasks that we all have to deal with, the inbox, etc. Um Nowadays, I begin my day by torturing myself with Amazon rankings of the new book. And <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's a necessary part of my day, yes. Um, putting cigarettes out on my own arms. Um, <laughs> but generally speaking, I do my kind of business stuff, Internet stuff, first thing in the morning. Um, and that's just kind of my warm-up. And then I'd say I write... Unless I've got something planned that I can't get out of, I like to write just without stopping for most of the day and sometimes into the night. I love that because I think um, when you're a writer, you kind of feel weird when you're not writing. I know when I'm out, I kind of think, oh, my God, if I could just write about this, remember this when I get Mm -hmm. home, (laughs) remember Mm -hmm. this little little bit of inspiration, right? Well, Meredith, You've just been a fantastic guest, and the book is amazing. Please, please, please do come back on the show. I would love to have you back again. Thank you. Everyone, Meredith Marin can be found online at MeredithMarin.com. That's M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H, Meredith Marin, M-A-R-A-N.com. Make sure you purchase your copy of Why We Write About Ourselves, 20 Memoirs on Why They Expose Themselves and Others in the Name of Literature. And always remember to leave a review on Amazon and Goodreads as that helps all of our guests and all authors. Would you like to win a free copy? We're giving away five free copies of Meredith's books to our listeners. Enter to win by visiting me online at crystalleequible.com and sign up for my newsletter to receive the after the show Q&A bonus material. And as a newsletter subscriber, you'll be automatically entered every week to win a free book. Don't forget, you can also connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash where I'll post our latest updates and announce our weekly winners. Keep the conversation going on Twitter at Writer Crystal. I'm your host, Crystal Lee. Keep writing and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Literary Speaking with your host, Crystal Lee Quibell. To start discovering how you can begin telling your story, go to crystalleequibell.com. That's crystalleequibell, Q-U-I-B-E-L-L.com. And sign up for Crystal Lee's newsletter. Join us again next week for more advice from your favorite authors and publishing professionals. 